have a lot. Our first live podcast is going to be at the Apollo Theater. And I'm like, I'll meet you there. And then you get there and you see the marquee. And the marquee says, Ronnie. It's like, the Ronnie Show. Co-host Markel. And like tiny letters under it. Like, come on in. Dan. <laughs> like, I, I might have changed the name of the show. Hope you don't mind. Uh, <laughs> just, just so you guys are aware, Ronnie is having one of his little <laughs> dreams right now. He's in his own dream sequence. Now we're back. Hey in the guys, welcome to the Ronnie Show. He's just, still just in his dream, him, guys. Just kidding. Just kidding. This is actually episode number 82 of the Ronnie and Markel. Is it 82? I'm starting to lose track. Yeah, you're losing track, man. We're getting close to that 100 mark, man. God Oof. damn. That's a, lot of, that's a lot of talking. Jesus. <sighs> uh, we got a great show for you guys, as always. Uh, at the top of the hour, we're actually going to talk a little bit about our money in the bank predictions. Money. Uh, money, 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 money. I think that's a shame. Money. Shameless free plug from their actual commercial. Yeah, I, I that, that's a really great song. Uh, New Jack City was was that? Wait, who did that song? By the way, I don't remember. I know, I just remember it from New. Jack oh, City. you mean the New Jack City one? Yeah, I don't even remember. It's all good. We're terrible with music, but we're great with pop culture, other things like. Yeah, uh, we're gonna talk about uh, some stuff in TV. We got a chance to see Mr. John Wick par- three Parabellum, so it's we're gonna chapter three, chapter Parabellum, Parabellum. That, which I didn't know. Did you know that I, you, maybe you knew this, but I had to Google it. But Parabellum actually is Latin for prepare for war. Yes. I did not know that. I I, I, uh, I did not have to Google that. I'm just pretty smart. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. You must have Googled it in the theater. No, not in the theater. I knew that when they first brought it I actually Googled it when the movie's title first came out. And I was like, Parabellum? What the hell is that? Prepare for war. I was like, okay. So this is not the last one. Spoilers. It is not the last one. Uh, we got more coming, 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 coming from John Wick. Uh, so before we dive into that, that's going to be one of our, our top stories, along with uh, Ronnie's tear-drinking moment with uh, the end of I Big Bang. <laughs> Cue the Sarah McLachlan music. Uh, the uh, Big Bang Theory has come to an end, but we ah, actually... Don't say that out loud again. Oh, yes, but it, it uh, we actually have a funny little story behind that because in the same day, on that lovely Thursday, uh, May the 16th, uh, we actually got a chance to meet and greet... Uh, six uh, of the seven. It was. I didn't even. You know how memorable that was. I, I didn't even talk about it. It's, you notice I haven't even posted anything. I had. I. I just had to take a moment for myself. Just soak it all in. Just, was or or as Chris Jericho would say, "Drink it in, man. I got to drink it in." It was a beautiful moment. So, uh, where do you want to take uh, our, our lovely audience? Where do you want to start? Mm, Maybe we'll start in uh, TV. TV. But right. I want to start with the Big Bang Theory. Let's start with uh, GOT, the G- Game of Thrones. You talking about the GOT? The GOT, the Game of Thrones final episode is Tamara. Tamara. It's going to happen tomorrow. Tamara. It's going to happen tomorrow. right now, we, we do not know whether or not Jon Snow is going to get burnt alive by the Night Daenerys. King. Night King. Or get his head uh, bitten off by a fucking dragon. Night King. That, I think that's going to happen. 
so what is your predictions for tomorrow's show, good sir? Well, after that horrifying last episode where... Whoa, whoa, whoa. That wasn't horrifying. Uh, where fucking... Dene- oh, it wasn't? No. Oh, you mean watching innocent people get burned alive <laughs> wasn't wasn't <laughs> horrifying. So if you don't know already, I'm going to spoil a little bit of the last episode. Wait, wait. Dude, before, before you do that... What I want to do is I want you to go ahead and play that episode. If you got the HBO app, what I need you to do is go back. I was thinking about this when we had that conversation um, a few days ago about, like, man, that that her scene in that last episode, episode uh, five, felt like a, a it should have had some type of rock and roll music. I want you to go back and watch that last scene with her, and I want you to play Metallica's song, When the Bell Tolls. <laughs> it's a beautiful song that goes <laughs> along with it very, very well. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, man, so that last episode where I'm going to take you back to the throne room where Tyrion was telling uh, Daenerys basically like, you know, King's Landing basically is yours. What like, 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 the, like the, uh, at this point, no one, but... <laughs> Like, even his fucking best friend, who got roasted last episode. But, so he's trying to tell Daenerys, like, you know, uh, there's hundreds, if not fucking thousands, of innocent men, women, and children in King's Landing, besides the fucking uh, Cersei, the fucking queen that you want to destroy and all her men. So he's saying, if they get a chance to ring the bell in the tower, which the bell symbolizes basically that they're going to surrender... That you will not kill anybody and, you know, you just... And she gives him, like, this really weird grin. She doesn't <laughs> say anything. She literally just gives him a look and a grin. And that, man, I'm going to translate that into, into hood terminology. But Tyrion was like, all right, don't kill nobody, all right? And then Daenerys said, all right. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't say no. She said, all right. So cool. then we go, we fast forward to the last episode. Daenerys comes in. Uh, Cersei and all her men and her other little uh, Theon Greyjoy's uncle, which I forget his name. He's on the boat with all their little spears. And they're like, yeah, we're going to kill this last dragon. Or, but uh, but the f- one fucking mistake they made was they killed uh, Daenerys' uh, advisor. And I forget her name, too. I got to look that up. But they kill her advisor, which was the last straw that said, you done fucked up. So she comes in with a dragon. And this whole, most of this whole episode is just Daenerys with the fucking dragon blazing. If you want to put another song in there besides the Metallica song, another <laughs> song you would want to put in there is Let the Bodies Hit the Floor. Let the Bodies <laughs> Hit the Floor. Let, Let the, the Bodies. bodies. Because, Woo. like... It gets to a point where everything is destroyed. Uh, Daenerys is like roasting shit with her with her last dragon, and Cersei's in the tower. And we basically see that Daenerys has won. She's gonna fucking win. King's Landing is finally hers. She's perched up on a rooftop with her dragon. She's looking down at the people, and the bell starts ringing. Bell starts ringing. She looks up at the tower where Cersei is, and for some reason, this bitch just snaps. This bitch just snaps and said, you know what? I'm roast. It's fucking roasted marshmallow time. She said, uh, to quote Bill Murray and fucking Ghostbusters, Daenerys said, it's Miller time. (laughs) And she just fucking goes to town roasting everybody. Men, women, and and the rest of that follows in this fucking episode is men, women, and children being burned alive. Chestnuts roasting (laughs) on King's Landing. And I'm like... 
I'm, I can't wait for this episode tomorrow to figure out like, 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 like. Is the first thing Does that she any have an explanation is the, yeah. Is that the first thing somebody's gonna say like, bitch? What was you doing? <laughs> like you killed like Cindy Lou and whoever else. They like fucking ashes so, now. I want to say, is there really a King's Landing left? Because she just. I guess she planned on building from the ground up. Cause she gonna be the queen of ashes. Whoever, <laughs> like, what's the throne at this point? There's no. Oh, well, the throne's iron, so it probably didn't burn in this whole. Pretty thing sure. That I'm just saying it's just, it's it's over. I also thought we could have got a uh, a better death for Cersei, but I, I see the irony in the, in the way she died, which was like her kingdom basically came crumbling down on top of her. Yep. But. I, I just felt like it It kind of, to me, I'm going to put that in my Hall of Fame with the worst things to happen to a villain with Lotso the Bear from uh, Toy Story 3. Lotso deserved a lot worse than be, becoming a front bumper on a truck. <laughs> like, so Cersei deserved a lot worse with so the what shit, you're saying the is shit he, she's he done. He left them to die. Yeah, like he <laughs> left them to die. And, Cer- and then Cersei, on the other hand, killed fucking hundreds of people. So, like, she deserved a much worse fate than what happened to her, so... I think what people wanted, and I think I wanted for Xerxes, was just a nice, great ball of fire to the face. Like, something like that, you know, like, just a full-on burning and her falling out of a window and just, you know, falling into ashes. Maybe some poison, uh, beheading, something. I don't know. I mean, it's kind of horrible to be crushed alive as well. It would have been nice if she would have been beheaded and, like, Arya would have been the one to drop the, what do you call it, the the thingy down on her because she killed her dad. That might have been some good karma. Shot her head know. off and put it up on a uh, on a little stick like they did. Uh, yeah, so I don't I don't know, but f- in terms of who d- I think is going to rule the Iron yes, Throne, that's when the it's ultimate all question, sir. Who's going to rule the Iron Throne? In my own opinion, I don't think it's going to be Daenerys or Jon Snow. I'm actually my first choice. I actually have two choices. My first choice is actually Sansa. Jon Snow's little sister, Sansa, and Dark Phoenix to others, if you're familiar with the current X-Men universe, Sophie Turner. Or someone else entirely that you may not know, and this guy's name, because I wrote it down because I can't freaking remember his name. His name is J. Ken Hagar. He's from a previous season. He was a mentor, and he's an assassin for a group of people that call themselves like the mini-face god or whatever. Mm -hmm. But he's also the guy who trained Arya to be like as fucking deadly as she is but it's just uh, and this is complete speculation it may not have nothing to do with nothing but I just feel like that character like disappeared like once Arya left his training and she said and his whole thing was you are not you are not a girl you are no one and then Arya at the end is like a girl is Arya Stark and Arya Stark is going home which was an awesome scene or whatever but I just feel like that guy uh, I'm going to tie you back to the Red Witch the Red Witch throughout the whole show her thing was she served the Lord of Light which is like uh, the, what do you call it the mini face god or the demon or whatever gotcha. and the mini face god people serve the same god so I was just wondering if maybe Maybe they let all these good guys do all this work for them so they could just swoop in and take the throne in the end for themselves. Because they also have the ability to hide their appearance. They're basically, they're kind of like, 
what's a Marvel villain that does that? Is it the Chameleon or is it yes. Mysterio? Chameleon. Chameleon. That's basically how they are. They can they can hide who they really are. So like, who's to say that? Who's to say that Arya is actually even Arya? Maybe it's the mini face god guy, and he's gonna fucking kill Daenerys in the end and take the throne. That that's my guess. My guess for Game of Thrones episode uh, season eight, episode six, the final episode in the series uh, for this particular series, of course. Um, I believe that Jon Snow is going to be killed by Daenerys, and that his sister is going to wind up. Was it? Wait, was it? Just so I understand. Was it Arya or was it Sansa that had that moment where um, Daenerys like pulled away? Oh, that was Sansa. Sansa. Sansa doesn't yes. like her. So I believe that she is going to wind up killing Jon Snow because I think that Daenerys and, and Sansa are going to have a moment where they're kind of like fighting it out. And he's the peacekeeper, so I think that's going to be one of those situations where he winds up getting killed because of something like that. The, the only thing that like I still think about with Jon Snow was like, alright, so when Jon Snow got killed the first time, the Red Witch said, like, the Lord of Light needed him to come back to life, or whatever. So we all thought his whole purpose of coming back to life was to defeat the Night King, or so we thought. Mm -hmm. So if his main purpose wasn't to defeat the Night King, what what was it? Like, uh, Anthony (laughs) Anthony Perkins and Psycho, I mean, not Psycho, uh, Silence of the Lands, what was it, Clarice? What was it? We like what? What, what was, was his purpose? Is his purpose to rule the Iron Throne, or I don't know? But it, I mean, it could be, could be true. Ultimately, I, I feel like I'm I'm coming up with speculation. Uh, I have a very strong inkling. If I was a betting man, I would say it's Jon Snow, just for the simple fact that like Kit Harrington is a very popular character on that show, and honestly, he's just that show has had a lot of especially this particular season, has had a lot of moments where fans are just like, fuck it all, I want to, like, you know, rewrite the show or, you know, or have lost their, their favorite characters so fast. And I the, think Theon Greyjoy. Yeah, I think enough people would at least have a consensus to say, okay, this all came down to this point in which the good guys won and that he's on there because he probably for the kingdom in general or like the world the world that, that we were currently experiencing with with game of thrones he makes the most amount of sense well he makes the most amount of sense because it would actually be like the first time the fucking good guys actually win hmm. there's good guys have lost way more in this entire series so they than they have won win. Like, like they, like they've won, like they won the Battle of the Bastards. They won, uh, you know, against the Night King. But like, it's like, hey, if you go beyond that, good guys haven't won a lot. If you go like season one through six alone, it's a lot more of the good guys losing, losing, losing. Especially the first season, <laughs> like Ned Stark gets fucking beheaded. <laughs> like something else that kind of uh, made me think. I know in this world there is no. S- there's no such thing as Trojans or lifestyles or any of those kind of things. But I guess when Daenerys and Jon Snow um, had uh, relations, if, if I can say that. Oh, they did. They did. Is there any chance that, like, there could be some kind of kid? Like, since she's not normal, could there be, like, a situation where she can't be burnt by fire? Well, there, there could be, but I still feel like she'd even kill her own kid because if you think about it, 
her, Jon Snow is still the rightful heir to the throne. So if they had a kid, that kid probably would be still an heir to the throne before her. Yeah. <laughs> so, so now we would kill her, kill her kid dad, too. which is also the nephew. <laughs> like, kind of weird. I, I gotta kill both of these motherfuckers. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just hoping that it doesn't give people a sour taste in their mouth. And I also hope that they don't pull a fast one. Please, for the love of God, the writers, please. I know you guys are going to go move on to Star Wars. But do me a favor, and please do not give us that the internet is going to be buzzing about this like somebody, like something goes and fades to black, and then we all got to sit there and watch the episode 17 you times. Mean, you, mean you, don't, you mean you don't want um, an Inception well, ending? An Inception ending? I don't need well, that. you don't know? Don't you don't do even it. really know who gets the Iron Throne? Just don't, don't even <laughs> You do have, it. like, three characters that survive, and then you do a Michael Bay shot around the three of them. Credits. Don't, please don't do that. <laughs> Just give me an ending. Let me let this. I, I honestly think we're going to get an ending. I think we're going to get, get an ending, but I, 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 I'm hoping for it. So I'm hoping a happy ending. Here's here's to uh, Game of Thrones ending on a on a Avengers-like note. Uh, so, uh, so, I, so my top answer was Sansa. Yours is Jon Snow. Jon Snow. Uh, moving on from there, uh, we'll jump right into our comic segment. So uh, we'll start out with our comic book recommendations of the week. Sir, what do you have that you recommend these so folks go out and pay the hard money wah, 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 to get? So my recommendation is Farmhand number seven. Uh, that's by Rob Guillory. You might know Rob Guillory from his awesome, awesome uh, previous Image comic series, Chew. If you're not familiar with that, mm-hmm. Chew is uh, a very bizarre series that I'm just going to say Google Chew Comics and you can Google look that. that. Because that trying to explain Chew is no, like trying no, to explain no. Preacher. Yeah. But anyway, but anyway, for Farmhand. Well, wait, shameless plug. Uh, Mr. Guillory has actually been an ep- a, uh, a guest on our show. Oh, so yeah. please, if you're listening to this episode and you haven't heard that one, uh, please go back and uh, look for his episode. I do not remember the exact number, but you can simply <laughs> it, type it, it in. If you type up. it in, it will pop up. Rob Guillory. Uh, but sorry, go ahead. So this book, basically, I think I might have explained it once before, but this is about a farmer named Jedediah Jenkins. Now, if that is not one the of the blackest names, names I don't ever hear. But Jedediah Jenkins, he's a farmer, but not just any farmer. He doesn't grow regular crops like any other farmer. He grows organs, uh, hands, eyeballs, legs, testicles, whatever you need, he got it. So in this series, basically, uh, he's been disconnected with his son for quite some time. His son has come back to the farm. They're reconnected. And uh, now here we are, fast forward to issue seven, where they're still doing their reconnecting. But the son is suspicious of Jedediah because Jedediah has a lot of like weird shit going on with the organs. So mm-hmm. like in, in issue seven, if I remember correctly, issue seven just takes us further in to like all the people he's been given the, the organ implants to think weird shit has been happening like people like somebody got like a kidney transplant they can feel their fucking kidney moving around in their body people are growing like veins uh vines and flowers on their fucking face and for some reason they're all being drawn back like zombies even if they live across the globe they're all being migrating back to the farm so this issue just basically shows you more of that spooky shit doesn't really explain exactly what's going on Mm -hmm. yet but uh, don't you want to check it out? It's a pretty dope series. If you like slight horror comedy, because Rob Guillory style, it's like a cartoonish 
horror comedy. Uh, hor- horror, horridy, if if you want to call it horridy, that. that horridy, horridy. Did I just make up my own word? That's definitely <laughs> a word that doesn't oh, exist. That's in the dictionary. I'm sure it, it's right after horror. I don't believe that, <laughs> sir. Uh, well, thank you, good <laughs> sir, for your comic book recommendation. <laughs> My uh, recommendation for the week is continuing on from last episode, uh, which is issue number 24 of Justice League. Uh, if you are not checking out this series, Justice then League. I don't know what to tell you. The first thing I'm going to tell you before I give you just a brief synopsis of this particular saga that's going on, which is called The Sixth Dimension by Scott Snyder. Uh I want to say when I was reading the series and I I binged it because I I had to catch up. So starting from issue number 20 and going all the way to, um, I believe it's going to end in 25 because uh, this issue was number 24 that came out this past Wednesday. It made me a little bit sad reading it um, as I'm reading through the series because I realized that Endgame for Marvel just happened in live action this year, and it was one of the greatest you know Marvel movies I've ever seen, and a beautiful fan service in terms of guys paying homage to all the work that they've done, but also saying thank you to all of the comics and things, and all the nerds who made this possible for them to not, be here. Not to mention, just for a second, to point out, uh, to praise that movie, how they how they put so many characters in one movie. I don't even. I feel like that alone just deserves props. Like you put, there's like at least more than twenty characters walking around in this movie. It's like a living comic book. It is the best. <laughs> it is one of the best live action comic books you will ever read. Going through this saga. But it did make me sad in reading this particular series. And this is no shot against our good friend Scott Snyder. It has nothing to do with him. It actually has to do with another Snyder, uh, which is Zack Snyder. Lisa? Lisa Snyder? No, I don't know. Who the hell is Lisa (laughs) Snyder? No, that's something from uh, an old movie. The the thing that that made me sad was the fact that this is a really great fucking Justice League series. And I realized... I will long for this particular type of Justice League story to appear in live action for a very long time. I think, honestly, with with DC starting to just turn the wheels in the right direction, it's going to take probably another decade. Ten years. Yeah, another <laughs> like, decade before <laughs> I finally sit in a theater, whip my popcorn, and look up on a screen and see as great of a story as, as I know of Justice League in the series. The beautiful thing about Justice League, just like the Avengers, is this, just like you're saying, having all these characters on screen and having them in the book, interacting with one another, seeing the little nuances of Batman and knowing how dangerous Batman is, how funny this Flash is, how quirky, you know, the Superman is, and, you know, all of these different things, they all play out in just a simple comic. Like, each each book you read is great. Like... Just to give you a little, a small breakdown of uh, synopsis of this particular series. So in this series, in the sixth dimension, um, the Justice League has met the future versions of themselves, uh, which is great. They have actually each one of their worlds, whatever it was that the uh, the the hero longed for, it's been completed. Like the heroes have actually got the thing that they wanted. Batman has gotten a Gotham City that is crime free. Uh, Superman is, you know, still Superman. Looking, looking for a brain. You know, no. <laughs> uh, you, know uh, you have uh, The Flash and, and uh, John Stewart are friends, and they figured out, like, time travel, and, like, it allows, you know, The Flash to 
go between times as much as he wants. So he doesn't have to go back in time and see his mom and ruin every fucking thing. He can just go visit her in time. Yeah, so what's going on, mom? Exactly. The future, he can see his grandkids. He can see his everything. So all of the Justice League members and also um, uh, from, uh, from Diana, a.k.a. Wonder Woman, they've also built an even better... Um, you know, a- a- Amazonian world. So, it's it's beautiful world. Now, obviously, out of every, all of the Justice League members, who do you think would be the most skeptic of like everything being so perfect? Batman. Exactly. So Batman is just like asking a bunch of questions as Batman. My does. second choice was Martian Manhunter. Yeah, he's also he's the <laughs> second one. Him and uh, Hawk Hawk Girl are a couple in the future or whatever. So spoilers for that, but. Um, he's the one that's very skeptic, but there's some very surprising things that happen within issue number 23 and 24 that you don't really think of, but at the same time, it plays out for such... It's building up to a beautiful climax in which the Justice League uh, of the past... Of course, all of this shit turns out to be a ruse, and it's like some other thing that's going on where this... Spoiler alert. Yeah, spoiler alert. There's something else going on. I'm not going to tell you exactly what it is, but something else is going on, and now the Justice League now have to try to fight against the Justice League, and it's just building up to this really big climax, and then there's someone who switches sides that's going to change the whole landscape. Mysterio. It's a crossover event. Sorry. Mysterio we, shows we, up we, in the DC world. Da, right da, da, now, da. Marvel and in, in, in the comics are not doing so well in terms of stories. They're doing Water Realms, and if you care about that shit, go ahead and read it. But DC is kicking ass right now. They got these uh, deceased, which is a great series. They got Justice League going on. Nightwing's doing some dope They're stuff. Like, uh, well, I mean, we're so busy making these great ass movies over here. Oh yeah, let's get back. Uh, let's yeah. get our comics a little bit back on DC, track. Marvel right now is doing a lot of um, what in the te- the legal world is called vertical integration, which uh, we learned that from. Uh, an episode you're going to hear, we actually got a chance to, uh, back at a fanfare, we got a chance to talk to an entertainment lawyer who is the guy that it works with all these different companies to make, you know, this property and I, these IP characters Ooh. for certain companies and stuff. But vertical integration, read very short with it, it's just basically making it so that when you look at some other thing that's connected to it, like for instance, Marvel Comics. If you go to Marvel Comics right now, there's about three books going on right now that are giving you origin stories to Mysterio. Why is that? Mysterio's going to appear in the movie in July. Coincidence? So it's or, not a coincidence. Or great it's, marketing. It's called vertical integration. So it's it's feeding, it's literally taking or the, something. Or the shorter version, great marketing. Great marketing, pretty much. <laughs> that's, that's all it is. Um, so that's what they're focusing on right now because, hey, guess what, DC? They got an established live-action universe. They got fucking Ghost Rider coming out. They got Howard the Duck coming out. They got the app coming out. Disney just uh, did a real gangster move and pushed Comcast out of Hulu. So now they own two apps before the freaking first app even come out. Now Disney owns Hulu, and now they own... Oh, they also have ESPN+. Plus. So by the time November hits... They'll be with Hulu, ESPN Plus, and Disney Plus app. And they'll probably bundle them together so they can take all our money. Sounds like money, money, money. Just money, money, money. But, you know, again, uh, that is my comic book recommendation, uh, which is Justice League issue number 24. It's a great series. For me, it made me a little bit sad. It made me long for the day when I finally can see all of these great characters working together on screen with some wonderful actors and stuff. So, uh, with that said, um, one other quick thing we wanted to bring up here uh, for uh, comics. If you haven't seen it already, 
Uh, we were just talking about how cool Batman is. One of Batman's greatest stories is getting the animation treatment. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, yes, yes, yes. There was a trailer that I was I think they dropped. called it Push. It was getting it pushing. Push, push. it real good. No, that's not called Push. I'm just no, joking around. It's, it's called Hush. Hush. Hush, little Batman, don't say a word. So, Hush had a trailer that dropped, which... Personally, for me, it gave me enough that I'm actually going to watch it. I'm in the bag for this shit anyway. They can take my money. It's okay. Um, it didn't... It What it what my interpretation of the trailer, and Ronnie, could, Ronnie will give you his in a second, but my interpretation of the trailer is that they're going to hit a lot of the beats that are from the comics, but what I see from this that it doesn't seem like they're planning... They're uh, betting on... It seems to me like this may be a two-part series the same way the comic is actually a two-part series. Uh, because it seems to me like they're using a couple of different uh, characters that are in one book, but then I don't see other characters that, ex- that appeared in mm. the second part or the, or the first part. So it seems like they're hoping that this one works route really well so that they can go, Hey, guys, it's a part one and a part two. But then again, they could do a fast track and make everything in one movie. I'm hoping for the latter. I hope that we do get two parts for this. But so far, so good. It looks great. The new, new poster's out as well, and it looks just like the Jim Lee cover. Uh, great series that you should go pick up called Batman Hush. Well, I'm, I'm going to give them a quick uh, synopsis for the sh- in, in case you never heard of it. I think I'm, I'm pretty sure I read this before, but it probably was like a million years ago. Ronnie's description of the book the was book, like, the, the book, bad guy has a bandage on his li- face. Yeah, I'm like, the book literally came out like 2002. So I'm like, I don't really remember. So uh, the synopsis story depicts a mysterious stalker called Hush, dun, 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 who seems intent on sabotaging Batman from afar. And it includes a large number of guest appearances by Batman villains, as well as various members of the Batman family mm-hmm. and also Superman. It also explores the romantic potential between Batman and Catwoman, but what fucking series doesn't? Oh, <laughs> Well, that is a very good synopsis, and I definitely recommend that you guys go and check it out for sure. Um, So, with that said, we're going to just quickly um, give you a rundown of John Wick uh, 3, your your score on it. We'll give a more in-depth look at that. You can go check us out on uh, Instagram. Uh, which is Ronnie Ronnie Markell podcast, uh, uh, Facebook, our Twitter, our Twitter Ron Mar podcast. On Ron Mar podcast, uh, we're gonna do Ronnie's gonna be doing an article on it, uh, so he's Woo-hoo! gonna give an in depth review. You'll see that. Um, soon. I'm actually gonna do my own video on it, which is gonna drop onto IGTV coming up this week as well. So definitely check that out. Uh, lastly, what we'll do is we're gonna bring it on home with Ronnie's. Um, Feelings of seeing the last Big Bang Theory episode, meeting them, as well as uh, we'll take it on home with WWE Money in the Bank predictions. Uh, so, fast track. Let's jump into the predictions, and then we'll uh, we'll jump right into your uh, your your Big Bang Theory. Let's ending. go. So, going through the matches real quick. We're gonna do the speed round, and Seth Rollins uh, versus uh, AJ Styles. Your your take? Seth Rollins versus AJ Styles. I'm gonna say Seth Rollins. Seth. Motherfucking Rollins. I'm going to say AJ Styles because I believe this is going to be AJ Styles' heel turn. Uh, that's my take. Isn't uh, he already? Uh, I feel like his he's a weird character in terms of like I'm like I feel like sometimes he is kind of a heel because he acts like a prick. He has moments where he acts like a prick, so he is like kind of a heel already. Yeah, but I think that we're gonna get heel turn and the return of um, Luke and Carl Anderson. 
the Gallows, Gallows and Anderson oh, joining cool. up with him. That would be cool to make them relevant again. They need because <laughs> it feels like I feel like I need him to chase. I need Seth to chase the title a little bit, um, you know. And it would be nice to have those guys to be the the, the force, you know. And that could but, also give Roman Reigns reasons to. But come he waited over so up. long to get it. I don't think they're gonna take it this soon. That's just you me. may be right. Uh, who are you getting for the the women's money in the bank, sir? Women's money in the bank. I would like. Dana Brooks to win. I believe. Um, uh, what's her name? Uh, Naomi is going to win. Naomi. I would like Naomi. Uh, to win. I mean, Naomi's never been the Raw Women's Champion, so that would be dope. Well, I just got to feel like she can go anywhere she I wants. I just feel like Dana Brooks. She's like she hasn't really been given a push. It looks like they were going to give her a push, like a l- little bit last year, but then something happened with that. So like. Just, I just feel like it's time to see a little new blood maybe get title opportunities. Awesome. Um, for men's women, uh, money in the bank, who do you think is taking uh, this one? Da, 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 da. For some oddball reason, Sami Zayn. Oh, because they took Braun Strowman out? Because they took, literally it just seems so predictable because they took him out and put him. So I'm saying Sami Zayn for that one. I'm going to go ahead and say Finn Balor. And this is me not pandering in any way to him the reason i say that is that i for some reason feel like this guy is going to get some one hell of a push and we haven't had this in a very long time and i'm waiting for it an intercontinental champion who's also been the world champion at the same time we haven't had that since the ultimate warrior uh yeah but i feel like with becky having two belts it's like now we're gonna have another person with two belts it it's cool if it would happen well she's two world champions he's intercontinental and and i I just don't know i just don't know if they're gonna do that but that sounds dope i'd love to see finn balor uh take on coffee kingston for the world title that sounds like a summer slam to me so I, i i would definitely shoot for that um miz and shane Obviously, uh, the Miz is going to win. Uh, I don't know. I feel like they're doing this best in the world. Oh, they're going to keep that Shane. whole running? They might keep that running and have him I'm going to go with the Miz because I think this is going to be his moment to beat Shane. Because Shane, for some reason, likes to be beat to a bloody pulp. So this is going to be his chance to fall off some shit and get beat up a lot. I would so. like the Miz to win just so he can move on to a way better storyline because I hate this fucking storyline. Oh, you know what's funny? This could be another way for him to win. It's very similar to his WrestleMania win. Shane Man likes to fall off of shit, make it so that he falls off the top and goes to the table, but he is technically the first person to hit the floor. Because your feet, you're, you have to be the first person to touch your feet on the outside of the floor in order to win. So the Miz could be sitting up top, knock him off, and he's unconscious laying on the floor, but his feet is actually the one to touch the floor. I like it. That could be a way for him to win where it still pisses him off. Uh, so let me see. What is another match uh, that's in there? Oh, the Usos versus Daniel Bryan uh, and Rowan. That one's a no-brainer. Usos they, lost. Daniel Bryan um, and Rowan are keeping the titles. They're they're definitely going to keep it. They I might even make that. those bio biodegradable. Uh, <laughs> that would be that would be funny if they made two of those. Um, and then lastly, we're to bring it on home. Um, Becky, what I, Becky, Becky, uh, Lacey, and Charlotte. Yep, uh, Becky, Lacey, and Charlotte. I believe Becky is going to retain because in order to be the man, she has to go through things that people have never gone through before, mm. which is defending the title twice in one pay-per-view. 
It's gonna have to be like the first match and then the last match or something to give her a fair amount of time to breathe because the other two girls are fresh, which is also fucked up too because of the fact that one of them can try to fuck her over. And let's say Lacey Evans lost and tapped out, right? She can hook the shit out of Becky and like knock her, you know, knock her down, go get a chair, mess up her leg or something, and then make her go fight Charlotte. Which now she's at a disadvantage because she's injured. So I think that Charlotte is. I actually think Charlotte is gonna win the SmackDown title, and it's it is very predictable because there's currently no women's title on SmackDown, and we all know that. The two champions. And, and we all know like there's currently no. I'm saying there's currently no women's title on SmackDown other than it's the Becky. other other than the tag team. T- not, you know what I'm saying? Like they're they This is not gonna last for a long time, and then. Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch, we know, are now in a relationship on Raw. So I wonder if Becky's probably going to defeat Lacey and stay on Raw. And then if Charlotte wins in SmackDown, now you once again have two champions on both shows. You think they're going to split it that fast? I definitely, I I think it's a possibility. When, When Charlotte Flair is involved in a match... It just has a giant red flag. I on think it. that she's gonna walk out of there, champion. That's 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 my take on that's that. That's what I hope, but that's not what I think is gonna happen. So your final thoughts, sir, on the now I'll say from my experience, I know fans are not gonna be happy with this. Fans of Big Bang Theory, I understand it. I am personally, I have yet to watch, but now I have time to watch Big Bang Theory. It has now come to an end this past Thursday. So now here it is. Uh, we got a chance to meet them. They are super nice people. Uh, the guy who plays Raj didn't necessarily stop and say hi he to didn't us. Didn't stop, but I'm may- not going to hold it against maybe him. Maybe he was not. He could have been in a rush. He could have been drunk. He could have just not been feeling it. But so. everybody else was a superstar. So your final thoughts on not only that experience of meeting these guys for the first time in your life, getting all of your toys signed. And sitting down well, and binge watching oh this show, God. I got a chance to get all my Funko Pops signed and meeting them. That I, I felt like I was a little nauseous because I was just that freaking nervous. Of like being that fucking close to these guys was fucking amazeballs. I can tell you that. But twelve years. Who's uh, your favorite uh, person? Uh, I, I got to take it back. A great buddy of mine, Lisandro Di Pasquale, who I'm pretty sure l- l- listens to the show. Amen. He introduced me. To the show, my brother down in South America, he introduced me to this show, and I've been hooked ever since. And just to give you a, a tiny quick synopsis, the show is about two physicists who live in California, Sheldon Cooper, Leonard Hofstetter. Um, the show is dripping with pop culture. It is definitely a staple in pop culture history. The show had fucking amazing guests, like Carrie all the way Fisher. from Carrie Fisher, Leonard Nimoy, Stephen Hawkins, Stan Lee. Stan Lee uh, the, the list goes on and on. James Earl Jones, like it, yeah, LeVar Burton, Everybody. Will Wheaton. is too many to even name, but it will forever be uh, uh, embedded in pop culture history. And the last episode, if you haven't checked it out, I mean, you, I'm I'm patiently waiting for the blue Blu-ray box set because I've definitely got to have that in my collection. Oh yes! But uh, they had a behind the uh, behind the bang where they had an episode where they showed us the dressing rooms and the behind the scenes. But like the final episode and the way they ended it was great. I, I even like that was the first time I watched something in a long time where I tried not to cry at the end because the last scene he uh, cried. It just it just hits you so hard, and I think. All of those, uh, Johnny Galecki, Kelly Cuoco, the whole entire cast and crew, Chuck Lohr for even creating this awesome show. We still got Mom that comes on CBS, but 
Chuck Lore, thank you so much. This show was fucking amazing. Bottom line, the man has said it himself. Um, I am going to sit here and go through it myself. I know Watch that it, I have a lot it. to catch Watch up. It. How many seasons is it? Uh, 12. It's what, the 30-minute episodes? Yep. Okay, so... Eight, eight, and if you buy you buy them on DVD, they're like 20 minutes, because you don't even have the commercials. Oh, wait, is it... No, it's on the CBS app. It's not on uh, yep. Netflix. You okay. only see it on the CBS Only app. on the CBS app. But I would definitely check it out. Uh, we recommend that show to anybody who has not watched it. Same with Game of Thrones. Definitely recommend going back to the beginning and checking it out, because it is definitely going to be an amazing uh, ending to that. And with that said, again, uh, this has been the Ronnie and Markel Make a Podcast Show. I, as always, am Markel. And I sometimes am Ronnie. No, all, all, <laughs> all the time I'm Ronnie. With that, with that said, we're going to head and uh, take it on home. And I'm going to say, In the sha la 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 That's my line. In the sha la I'm going to say, it all started with a bang, and it ended with a bang. Big bang there. Forever fame. All fame from the bang. Bang.